This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, November 6, 2020. And the market decided to give up a little of its gains. It's pretty strong gains uh, since the, you know, since the, what, was it the day before the election? Anyways, it had a pretty strong move, as you all saw. But today, not so strong. And we'll t- I'll give you the numbers here in a minute. Um, and we still don't have a winner. Uh, we don't know who the president is, but it looks more and more and more clearly that it's going to be Biden and not Trump. Trump will not get reelected. That's what it looks like to me. And I think most people are starting to understand that. Okay. Now, I know there's lots of litigation and disputes and all that stuff. I think that's much to do about nothing. I don't think anything's going to come of it. You know, uh, just just my opinion. And I've been seeing watching a lot of elections and I don't think they're, I don't think it's really going to matter. Anyways, that's what we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with a, it looks like a Democratic president, a Republican Senate, and a House representative uh, um, with a majority for the Democrats, even though the majority looks like it's going to be less so than it was. So, and you know what? Stock market likes gridlock. It likes, it likes it a lot. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think that's what we saw in this recent rally. So we're going to have to deal with some uncertainty. There's still going to be, you know, infights about who won, who didn't win, and all that stuff. So that's probably meaning that will probably mean uh, more volatility until that's done. But it also means with the collection behind us, when we finally find out, you know, and settle into who's present, that we'll finally get to movement on the stimulus package. At the same time, we're dealing with a lot more COVID cases. Are we going to reshut down? I mean, the economy is just starting, you know, it's okay, had a big, strong bounce up. And it looks like, you know, the employers are just starting to feel a little bit better with a good, strong jobs report this morning and for last month, anyways. And uh, are we going to reshut down? And I think that would be a mistake. But who am I? I'll tell you who I am. I'm Steve Peasley. And today, in this program or podcast, I will do my best to provide you with unbiased, clear answers to your financial questions. Any investment questions or anything about money, we'll talk about. If I don't know the answer, I'll tell you I don't know the answer. But I got a lot of software sitting in front of me that helps me get the answers that you need. So I'll be happy to talk to you about that stuff. So give me a call. 888-99-CHART. It is a call-in show, and you drive the show. The market was mixed today. The Dow was down 67, not much. And the uh, Nasdaq was up four, also very little. And the S down one. So a mixed market, nothing much happening today. Um, let's see. Um, remember, your calls are very important to me, and they're very important to the show. And you are the driver, where we go, what we talk about. So let's go ahead and take our first call. Remember, the number is 888 I'm from New Meadows, Idaho. I am thinking about buying IIPR, Innovative Industrial Properties Incorporated. What do you all think? Thank you. 
Okay, this is a REIT. Real Estate Investment Trust, REIT. Remember the definition of REIT? A REIT has to be related to real estate in some way, the company, and it has to pay out 90% of its earnings in the form of a dividend. And if it does that, uh, it doesn't have to pay any corporate income tax. So that's what the definition of a REIT is. This is a REIT that targets um, acquisition of industrial real estate Assets that are used for growing medical use cannabis. And did you see that? I think it was five states legalized uh, marijuana in this recent election. And it seems obviously obvious that that's the direction that it's going. Still illegal federally, but each state, and more and more states are legalizing it. So... Um, I like the fact that it targets acquisition of industrial real estate assets that are used for growing medical use cannabis. And actually, I like this one a lot. This is on our watch list um, to buy. I think it's a a strong candidate. It's going to make $5 this year after making $3 last year. and It's going to make $7.69 next year. It's $152 stock, so it's not cheap. But it's growing in sales 180 to 210% to 270% per quarter. Sales are skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. So I like it. It has broken out. I think you close your eyes and probably buy it. And, you know, the dividend is only 2.8%, but, you know, that's because the stock price is pretty high. But I, that's what I would do. I kind of like it. If you're listening to Invest Talk, I'm Steve Peasley, and there's no denying it. We are moving quickly through the fourth quarter. Well, it's all, uh, first month is gone. We're six days into the second month of the quarter already. Christmas, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and Christmas is right behind it. But in the current economic and political pandemic depressed environment, investors have to be prepared for volatility. This is still going to continue. I think it will calm down later next year. I really do. We should take. We should talk about that if you want to talk about it. My number is 888-99-CHART, and you, we are live right now. The fourth quarter is moving fast. There's an autumn chill in the air and uncertainty in the markets. So you've got finance and investment questions for Steve and Justin. And the phone lines never close. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story. Remote workplaces may forever change the way U.S. states tax wage wage income. Now, I have some personal experience with this because I worked in Manhattan and lived in New Jersey. Manhattan, New York. I lived in Georgia. So what taxes do I pay when I was way back then in my younger days? So that's what the story is about. So uh, I think you'll find that interesting. Also, I'm going to talk about um, the coronavirus and how it's doubled in some of the states. And what does that mean for us? Also, uh, did you know that there are 10,000 people retiring every day? Well, baby boomers. And that will continue to happen until 2030. So, I've talked about this subject many, many times, and I will continue to talk talk about it as long as it affects me, you, and how we manage our money. 
I'll invest it. Okay, and do you know what fractional shares are? Fractional shares. Do you know you can buy a fraction of a share? And that's what we're going to talk about today if we have time. I hope we have time. I think, I think these are informative topics, personally. Okay, so let's get, to, let's get straight going. Uh, remember, you can call live. We're live uh, every day, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. But here is a call from San Diego. Will, he's live. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. I certainly enjoy your show and all that you all do for the uh, investors. I have Thank a you. couple of questions. One is, could you explain EBITDA and what kind of numbers do you look for in EBITDA? Earnings before EBITDA. Earnings before tax, interest, you know. Amortization and depreciation. Amortization. Thank you. <laughs> so that's, that's the earnings of a corporation uh, before those things. So you have, you have earnings, right? So you have right. earnings are derived from like, okay, here's a cost of sales. This is how much it costs to make my widget or sell my service. And here's what's left over for the charges I have. Okay? That simple is earnings. Now, but from that earnings, I got to pay things. I got to adjust it. I got to pay taxes. Earnings, and the, so EBITDA is before all that things, before I amortize any depreciation over a period of time of my good, of like airplanes are really depreciated items, right? So all that, what, what you're, we're talking about is uh, EBITDA is earnings before all that stuff. Okay. So that's the simple explanation of what that is. So it's, Sales minus the cost of sales. That's it. No other things taken consideration. Reason why? Why do we do that? Why would we care about that number? That would be a good question. And the reason is, is because the other numbers distort what the earnings really are, right? Because amortization, you can amortize the cost of your manufacturing facility over five years, or ten years, or twenty years. And that changes how much, you know, changes the amount of earnings based on just that kind of movement in amortization. So you really want to know the really dirty down secret of how much earnings grew or shrunk. You look at them before EBITDA. What they did last quarter, this quarter, next quarter, what they did last year, this year. Look at that before EBITDA and you get a much better sense of are they really making money? Before all that fancy schmancy, you know, counting procedures, <laughs> that's what that means. Good call. Good question, too. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, uh, let's see. Coming up, I will go over my, uh, you know, this is Friday, right? Friday. Usually, we go over the newsletter on Friday. So, to m- time permitting, we'll do that. Other topics. Oh, let's go straight to, well, we already did that to Mac, so we're gonna do, we're not going to do that. Okay, usually on Friday, I'll also give you some numbers, right? Some benchmark numbers. Two-year treasury yield is at 0.15. Boy, I think how small that is. You buy a two-year treasury, and you pay, and you get paid 0.15% per year for lending the government money. Meanwhile, inflation's at 1.4%. So you're losing money. You're losing money. Real terms, you're losing money. Even if you buy the 10-year treasury, 0.8581, which has been going up, you're still, that's less than 1%. Remember, inflation is one and a quarter, one and a, 1.4. 
Gold is at 1953, coming back a little bit from its, you know, uh, its doldrums of the last couple of months. Uh, oil is selling at $37 a barrel. The national average for gasoline right now is $2.11. In California, it's always a dollar more, $3.17. It's even more a dollar, more than a dollar now. And in Texas, and that's where you want to be if you need to buy gasoline, $1.78 per gallon. Okay, we're going to go talk to John in Santa Cruz, and he wants to talk about XOM. John. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good, John. Good. So, well, uh, the reason I called is uh, I keep hearing that Exxon may cut their dividend, and I'm wondering about the strategy of selling it um, ahead of that and just you know buying the XLE um, with that money. And then waiting. Well, you do know what that, happens, or <laughs> well, you do know that Exxon Mobil is a part of XLE, right? I mean, XLE yeah, is the, everybody fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. XLE, everybody is the ETF, energy ETF that tracks S and P energy select sector. Okay, so John's thinking, well, here's XOM, which is Exxon Mobil. They pay a really high dividend at ten point six percent, but that was before COVID and before oil crush got crushed. So he's saying there's rumors that they will cut their dividend and that and I, I think it's very possible that they're probably it would be they still have really good cash flow of of uh six dollars and seventy six cents a share, a stock of thirty two dollars a share. So they could still pay the dividend at ten percent and they have I don't think they've cut their dividend forever. But it is possible. I did notice that they're laying off people and cutting costs. So, uh, the, about that strategy, I, I what's what's XLE paying? You know, part, if 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 Exxon Mobil cuts their dividend, other energy companies would do the same thing. But it will give you diversification. That's the thing it will do. John, appreciate the call. Okay, from are we at running low on time? So I'm not going to be able to get to this. Uh, this right here. From time to time, I think it's important to remind listeners what we do at MS Talk, and I'm going to do that after this break. 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk. Please tell your friends and family members that they can download our weekday podcast for free anytime at investtalk.com or iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And when you download and listen, please be sure to rate our podcasts. Our anytime listener line is open, and Steve and Justin are taking your calls now. 888 99Chart. Okay, 888-99-CHART, and I just wanted to remind you at KPP Financial, my company, we practice parallel investing. What does that mean? That means I buy the same thing for me as I do my clients at the same price, same time. Okay, so I try to be on the same side of the table as all my clients. I really want to be. So I also encourage you to take advantage of our free portfolio view assessment. You can do it via telephone, Skype, or live jive meetings. You can send us a message, an email through investtalk.com. Just click on the Contact Us button there and just send me an email. We'll answer you. I or Justin will be the one answering you. 
Or you can call KPP Financial directly in Irvine, California, if you wish. And, of course, there's no obligation. You, you call or you talk to us. We, you know, you'd be amazed how non-aggressive we are. We are not one of these people, these companies that push, push, push for you to invest in it with us. We don't do that at all. I want to help you, whether it's uh, just managing your money. I would love to do that. Don't think, don't get me wrong. But if it's just to help you guide you a little bit, I'd be happy to do that as well. I really would. So, love to hear from you. Give us a call. Send me an email. Okay. I like to keep things moving pretty fast, as you know. So, uh, let's take another live call. Alex in Virginia. Alex. Hey, what's going on, Steve? How's it going? Thank you. Thanks for the Uh, call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, So I just wanted to ask you thoughts on a stock. It's called Jumia. It's ticker symbol J-M-I-A. So I've had a lot of success with um, e-commerce, you know, other continents like Mercado Libre with Melly. So this one Uh is a, you know, it's a really speculative stock. Um, They say it's like the Amazon of, of Africa. So, Obviously, Africa is a little behind with, with e-commerce. So I see it as a play. I know it's super speculative. Um, and yes. I've even seen that there's some short interest in it. So I know there's a lot of risk with it. But um, just wanted to see what your thoughts were of it technically as well. And, um, yeah, if I can, you can give me your feedback on it kind of moving forward. Okay. This is a German-based company provides e-commerce services to customers in Africa through online. Through online, okay. Uh, Jumia Technologies, spell, uh, symbol G M I A. It's a fairly new company. It went public in two thousand. Oh, it looks like uh, two thousand and nineteen, and the beginning, like um, March, May, June timeframe. It's trading below its IPO price. It looks like, or really close to it. Uh, um, right now it's coming up to a triple top. It topped in August, right at this area, around 20 bucks. Today is at 18.95. And it did it again, um, in the middle of last month. And here it is at that top again, 18.95, $19, maybe 20. So this is the area it's having trouble breaking through. Now, normally I would say, okay, this is very speculative, which it is. Because they're going to lose $2.33 a share this year, $2.04 next year. So they're losing money. But normally I would say, well, at least it's growing sales really fast and that could support the stock. But it's not. This most recent quarter, sales fell 9%. A March quarter before that, it was 11%. Before that, they were growing sales 12 to 50% per quarter. So my question is, is obviously COVID hurt them, I'm assuming. Uh, will they return back to that 12 to 50% sales growth per quarter? If they are, maybe it's worth, you know, 20 bucks a share. But I don't think it's worth much more than that. That doesn't mean it can't skyrocket. It can if sales skyrocket. But right now they're not. So I'm a little bit concerned. We're talking about sales less than, you know, I mean, we're talking about eighty nine $920,000 worth of sales in the last quarter. So it's not a lot. Pretty speculative. I, I, I think it's topping again, and I wouldn't be surprised if it falls down again. So, but it looks like it finds really good support at seven. But between seven and twenty dollars a share, that's a huge spread. Huge spread. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you. 
888-99 Charter is our number, 888-992-4278. The talking point, main talking issue today. How you how US states tax wage income may be forever changed by remote work. Okay. So I lived in New Jersey. I commuted into New York, Manhattan, and worked there. So I paid New York, Manhattan taxes. That was state income tax, city income tax, and all the other taxes you know we're all familiar with. Very high tax rate. But I lived in New Jersey. So now we have a situation, especially with COVID-19 happening, everybody's shifting work from home. We're already moving in that direction, right? We were already moving in that direction. So there's now lawsuits about where should you be taxed? Because people work from home. They don't even go into a different state. They can go to any state they want and work from home. So where should they be taxed? The end of the year is fast approaching. Events that all investors watch include high-profile stock splits. And Apple stock is splitting 4 for 1, as you know, uh, back in August of this year. So we're all looking for those kinds of things. So my trivia question today is... How many times has Apple stock split since it went public on December 12, 1980? Looking at the S&P 500, which year in the past decade had the largest number of stock splits? No, that's my trivia question. I'll have the answer for you after the break. But before you can give me a call now, 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. 
HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Look at the calendar. We are into November and on our way to Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Of course, the holidays may look a little different this year. But now, you've got finance and investment questions. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question. But before I answer that, I wanted to finish up my point I was talking about when the about the state taxes. Uh, if you live uh, live in a different state than you work, but you're taxed where your office is that you never use. For instance, say you're hired by a New York company and you live in Kansas City. You never went to the office. You never interviewed there. You uh, work everything online. Never had anything to do. Lived in Kansas all your life. And you're paying New York City and state income tax. Why? You don't, you don't, that's not where you work. That's just where the office is, the home office. Why should you be paying taxes there? And do you know there's no laws that address this issue? So why, and it, it's worse on the East Coast because a lot of states are small and close together. I mean, Rhode Island is what, 25 square miles big? So it's easy not to work in Rhode Island, work in a different state. So what state taxes do you owe? What if your states disagree with each other? <laughs> so this problem is now coming to a head because of COVID and more and more people working out of the home. So it's not resolved and there's no real answer to it either. It's going to be a Supreme Court issue someday. Okay, the trivia question, everybody. Um, before the break, I gave you this trivia question. How many times has Apple split their stock, their public stock? And they went public in 1980. So how many times have they split? And looking at the S&P 500, which year in the past decade had the largest number of stocks split? Now, as you may have noticed, high-profile stock splits can apply peer pressure on other pricey, pricey stocks. And in the early uh, early nineteen uh, early two thousand late nineteen nineties, stock splits were pretty common. Since then, they have not been so common. Okay, uh, so at Investor Business Daily, analysts released in August speculated that we may have some big ticket stock splits coming up soon. Amazon comes to mind. So potential candidates include expensive stocks, as I said, Amazon. That was the first one that came to my mind. 
what else? Uh, Google, maybe? Alphabet, maybe? So how many times has Apple really split their stock since 1980? Five times. Apple split their stock a four-for-one split on August 28, 2020. That's just passed. A seven-for-one basis on in 2014. Two-for-one in 2005. Okay. Um, and the S&P 500, which year in the past decade had the largest number of stock splits? Which year? 2011 and 2012. They were tied. 18 splits that year. 2019 had five, five. 2018, there were five in 2017, seven, 2016, 11, 2015, 16, 2014, 12. So they're not unheard of. Now, since 1990, the history of the Coca-Cola company showed it had 11 stock splits in 100 years. So gives you an idea. Gives you a good idea. We're going to go talk to... Noel in Napa. He wants to talk about BGS. How you doing, Noel? Great. Good to hear you. Um, yeah, BGS beat their earnings estimate by a penny yesterday, and it was, it was kind of strong today, I guess, uh, but uh, pulled back some. But uh, just kind of get your long-term view if you're still feeling pretty good about BGS and doesn't seem to want to break out above 30 uh, but yeah, what, what do you think in long-term these days on that one? BGS is a really good company, everybody. They manufacture shelf-stable food products such as jellies, hot sauces sold in the U.S. and Canada. It's a $1.8 billion company. The stock's priced at $28.68, and they're going to make $2.22 this year. But they're expected to make less. And that two twenty-two was a big jump this year. Obviously, COVID, people staying home, buying more of their products. Uh, and the stock moved up, but nothing dramatic. It's at $28. And it's gonna, so if it makes $2.22, what is that, 12, 14 PE? And the range is 6 to 24, so it's kind of in the middle. So it, it, I, th- I think... I like BGS a lot. They pay a, a, a nice dividend at 6.6%, and they can afford to do that. That's about a 50% payout ratio, so they can continue to pay their dividend, and it's a high dividend. I don't know if you can own this stock for growth. I think you own it because it pays a dividend. I don't think it's it has a hard time, as you say, getting too high of a price. I mean, back in 2016, it got up to $52 a share. Okay, uh, last year, 2009, $30. The year before that, the year before, $35. The year before that, 47 And so I just don't think it's going to go much higher. I mean, it could go up to $35, $40, but between 30 and 35 is probably a fair price. Meanwhile, you get that 6% dividend. So that's your best bet, so... I just don't think it's not one of those stocks you you buy for huge growth because it's probably not going to happen. Okay, appreciate the call, Noel. Thank you. The KPP Premium newsletter was distributed to subscribers today, and of course, and clients. I sent it to clients as well. And of course, it's packed with information. I hope help. I think it's helpful information in the market condition section, the first section. I said this is a monster week for market moving events. Obviously, the presidential election was the most striking. 
There was talk of a blue wave, uh, circumstances where the Democrats would take over the presidency, the Senate, giving them complete control of both houses. Uh, apparently, the blue wave was not seen, and Senate will likely remain in Republican hands. But a presidency will probably go with the Democrats. So investors, for investors, a little history might be instructed. Stock markets do better when the presidency is held by a Democrat versus a Republican. And it does much better if it's a split power, not all power with one party party or the other. I even have some numbers for that. I, I think I wrote some numbers down. I saw on a statistic. Yeah, didn't I? Did I? Did I? Didn't I? Did I? I think so. Yes, I did. Maybe I can share them with you if we know. So anyway, that was in the first part of the newsletter, talking about the economy and its strength and how many jobs were produced. It was a pretty strong jobs report out this morning. I don't know if you saw that, but much stronger than expected. My fear is we're also having a pretty strong spike in COVID cases. And I, I think the politicians and everybody else in the world has frightened the news media, has frightened everybody so much about the COVID issue that uh, we're going to have another reshot down of the economy in various states. And that, of course, is going to slow down our recovery here. Um, whether you should or shouldn't, I'm, I'm, not making a, 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 I'm not making a statement about that. But personally, I think we should not shut down. I think we should take action, cautious action, but not reshut down any economy. I think that's foolish. Because you do more damage Unintended consequences, suicides. People people have to eat. They have to have a job. They have to. Anyways, um, on the portfolio management section, I talked about ADRs, American Depository Receipts. You know what those are? Those are foreign companies trading on our exchanges here. They're in the form of ADRs. In other words, you can buy a foreign company on our exchange if they're sponsored by a big bank. And I go and talk about a little bit about that, what that means. ADRs, okay, and whether you not take advantage of. A couple of stock ideas. I looked at a big brokerage house, large network of brick and mortar brokerage branches, and buying another company. Uh, I also looked at a, a holding company which provides regional air services. You know, the airline business is, I mean, the air, at the airline, yeah, the airline business has really suffered and is going to continue to suffer for a while. But it will slowly climb back. So is there opportunities in that area? I talked about that in my stock idea. That I and it's not one of the big airlines either, so you know. Consumer Watch. Remember last week I gave you uh, the romance scam? Remember that? Well, I, this week I talked about the COVID-19 clinical trial scam. COVID-19 clinical trial scam. Can you believe it? So how do how do these works? Well, you know, lots of thousands of vaccines and treatments are being tested all over the country, and they're phase one, two, and three of testing and all that stuff. Well, phase three, you have to use human human test subjects. So many of these are perfectly legitimate. Most of them perfectly legitimate, but scammers, criminals, have created fake websites and promotional materials designed to take advantage of your natural, everybody's natural desire to help people. So what do they do? They want, they tell you, hey, we have this uh, trial we would love you to be part of. It's going to be this, that, and 
Thank you very much. Here's all our material. So we need to know who you are, of course, you know, because of the way we do, well, you know, because uh, we have to, you know, report to the AS, you know, the FDA about this, and so we had to make sure. So we need some personal information about you. Uh-huh. That's when you start getting in trouble. What kind of personal information? You should never give out Social Security numbers. Never give out numbers or anything about your bank account or anything like that to anybody. But you can see how you can get sucked in. Remember, these people are very good at this. Watch out for the newest scam, COVID-19 clinical trial scam. What a bunch of... I'm not very happy about that. Okay, remember, there's always lots of valuable information in the premium newsletter. It comes out every Friday. Every Friday morning, I send it out to subscribers. And if you want to be a subscriber, go to investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you'll get the full report, report every Friday in your inbox. Your inbox. Okay, uh, and if any information i just given you caused questions in your mind, I encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial. Call our Irvine, California office or send us an email message through investtalk.com. Okay, we like taking your questions, so let's get to one now from Texas. It came at the 888-99 chart number. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Kate in Austin, medium-time listener, first-time caller. I am calling to get your opinion on TSM, Taiwan Semiconductors. I bought it at 79. It's been on a bit of a tear. I'm wondering if I should sell it or hold or wait for a dip and buy more. Wanted to hear what your thought and love your show. Thanks for what you do. Bye. Well, it looks like it's trying to break out here at ninety-one dollars and forty-one cents. This is Taiwan Semiconductor, a huge company, four hundred seventy-four billion dollars. Taiwan Taiwanese maker of uh, logic mixed signals, ICSs for fabless chip companies and integrated device manufacturers. It's going to make three dollars and forty-three cents this year. It made two dollars and seventeen cents last year. Next year, three dollars and seventeen, three dollars and seventy cents. So it's going to go up eight percent more next year. Sales growth is in the last four quarters been between thirty and forty percent. Pretty strong sales growth. So um, it does look like it's breaking out. I would follow it with a tight stop. I don't think I'd add more. It's depending. You know, I just wouldn't unless it pulls back far enough to make you feel like if it pulls back to like 80, 82, 83, maybe you can buy more then because that seems to be strong support right in there. But if it breaks out, just let it run and be happy. Okay? Be happy. Okay. Some states have doubled the coronavirus, doubled number of infections. 15 states of have done that. So they had so many coronavirus cases and now they're double, twice as much. 13 of those states are in northern climates. Now this was predicted by our experts. They finally got something right that the winter would show a, a spike in cases and that's what we're dealing with. So it appears that it's happening in small family groupings and gatherings right now. Think about it. You're cold, you're indoors, you're all breathing the same air. It's better, and, and that's, we know that that has been a problem because we saw that um, this, in the studies in New York City when the first happened. 
where, you know, people were in the same buildings would get the COVID and they didn't even leave their apartments because of circulating air. And the bacteria is very small. Bacteria, virus. The virus is very small. So it gets spread that way. So I just pointed out that, you know, I, I think we, it should happen. Remember, when we first got this, the whole work, uh, the whole effort of slowing, closing our economy down was to slow down the spread. Not stop it, slow it down so we can get a handle in our hospitals and our, you know, find out how we can treat this. And we did. We succeeded in doing that. So I'm thinking now that we have treatments that seem to work pretty good, I know that the death rate is coming down, um, and we know who's vulnerable now and who you got to protect. I think I think we don't reshut down because of that. That doesn't mean we don't take precautions, but I don't think we shut down again. So I thought that was kind of interesting. On the next Invest Talk, a story that looks uh, that that looks at a report from J.P. Morgan. You know, J.P. Morgan, the big commercial bank claims that stocks will have a best of both worlds post-election so they're optimistic about next year very optimistic that story is going to be monday everybody for now i'm steve peasley i'm ready to take your questions live i'm live monday through friday four to five pacific time 888-99-CHART Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. Since I'm now fully retired and no longer working, can I open into my Roth on a regular basis because I've been having automatic withdrawals put in from, from my account? income account, which is not employed income anymore. Okay, thank you. You cannot contribute to a IRA without earned income. Okay, so you got to have earned income to put in the Roth. So if you have the minimum 6000 if you earn 6000 this year, you can put 6000 in your Roth. You can put the whole thing in there. But no, if you don't have any earned income, you can't contribute to your Roth. That's the rule. So uh, if you're retired, don't have any, can't do it. Okay? Good question, though. I think most people don't know. And do you know the difference between a Roth and a regular IRA? I, I haven't gone over that. I think most people know. If you don't and you want to know, you can call and ask or send me an email and I'll explain. 888-99-CHART. 10,000 people retire every day. Most of these are baby boomers, my generation. Okay? And this is... this. This is double the amount in 2000 when there was only 5,000 people retiring every day. This is going to continue to happen until 2030. 10,000 every day retiring. I'm just going to suggest of those 10,000 people retiring every day, be prepared to go back to work. You're going to have to do something. First of all, you're going to have to do something because you need the money because most retirees don't have enough money to retire on. Second of all, you're going to be bored out of your mind. We're going to want to do something something with your time rather than just sit around on the TV watching sports or whatever it is you're doing. You know, even if you do fun stuff like going fishing or golfing, you're going to do that every day? How many days a week do you want to do it? You know, how, well, how long do you think it be before you get tired of doing it? 
Now, if you're ultra wealthy, you may be able to do lots of different things because you can, you got the money. But for us regular folk, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do with your time. Okay? Very important. Also, fractional shares. I wanted to get to fractional shares before the end of the show today. Fractional shares are becoming more and more proper, pro, more and more um, prevalent out there. Uh, what are they? This is when you can buy a part of a share. You don't have to buy all of it. You don't have to buy the whole company. I mean, you don't have to buy a whole share. Uh, you, you know, it used to be you had there was a minimum amount of shares you had to buy. There was many days, many long ago. A hundred shares was kind of a minimum. They don't want to sell 25 shares or 10 shares or anything like that. 100 shares. You buy 100 share increments, 100, 200, 300, 400. That's how it's done. If you did anything else, it cost a lot more money and it was crazy. The trading costs would eat into you. But today, big firms let you buy, you know, half a share, a third of a share. They'll let you do it. I mean, big firms too, not just small. Schwab, TD, Fidelity, Robinhood, E-Trade, Vanguard. Merrill Edge, big companies. Now, I'm not talking about DRIPS, Dividend Reinvestment Program, where you buy shares from the company and they pay a dividend and they buy fractional shares because you don't have enough to buy a whole share. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about putting an order. I want to buy one uh, half a share of Amazon. Yeah, they'll sell it to you. So that's new. Well, fairly new, Okay. Uh, but it's becoming more and more common. So just expect that. And, you know, it, I think that's just going to continue to happen, especially if they don't split stocks. The pr- price of these stocks keep going up and up and up. A small investor, this is what this is This is aimed at, the small investor can't afford to buy a whole share. Or, you know, he want, maybe they want to buy 10 shares of 10 different companies to diversify his portfolio. They want to buy you know, a share of or two of one company, which is much riskier. So fractional shares will work out for that small amount. I think you should pay attention. Okay. How about past performance? I'm going to talk about before. I'll, maybe I'll bring it up next week. Anyways, I'm out of time. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. I will return next week, I promise. In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived InvestTalk podcasts as free downloads. Free. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com. You can download it from those places. And please remember to review and rate us. I really would appreciate that. And remember, we also stream the program live each weekday, the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time on InvestTalk.com. And one more thing. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. 
For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 